It's the second of our little tiny mini episode, and we are talking all about the baggies. Colin the Combi, Messi to Palace, sexy kit calendars, and all the tips we could find from the West Brom squad. Spoiler alert, there's not many. Let's go! Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover. This is part two of our three mini episodes looking at the promoted side. So last week we dealt with Leeds United, Dirty Leeds. So go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. And this time we are looking at West Bromwich Albion up the baggies. The Bromwich of the West. I'm joined by Richard Clark. Hello, Will. And Robert Clark, no Hello. relation. Hello. They're not related. Oh, it's very weird. No, it's bizarre. Unusual. Very unusual. And I'm Will Nichols. I don't have the Clark name, but I do have the Clark spirit. <laughs> yeah, West Bromwich of the Albion. It's um, it's a club I have um, quite a grudge against, and the main reason being. When I last saw them play uh, a couple of seasons ago against Palace, there was a grown man with a cardboard sign that said, I forget who it was, it would help if I could remember, but one of the West Brom players, please, can you give me your shirt? I don't think adults should be allowed to hold those signs. Desperate. And he, I, I agree, unless, it's, or unless it's, there's like on the back it says, it's for my dying son yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was it was it in letters that had been cut out of magazines? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that sinister. It was just so shoddily made. It was like, come on, you're. He was older than me. It's like, mate, what are you doing? It's not how it works. So yeah. Did he get the shirt? No, he got ignored. Thankfully. Well, yes. if he'd have got the shirt this year, what do you think of the West Brom shirt? Have you seen it? That's disgraceful. Barcode away kit. Oh, it's a barcode, but it's weirdly getting a lot of positive traction people are absolutely loving it have you seen oh, it's horrible have they got the green and yellow away one yeah they're always green and yellow aren't they west brom that's their like that's regular away the green and yellow is pretty hideous not you know it's a classic color combination but it's pretty grim which is a, is a seamless segue into mentioning that we will look at all the new kits yeah we'll do an episode a few days before the first first game week kickoff and we will have a little dig into the best and worst yeah i bought them all um it cost me <laughs> five thousand pounds i've had to um i've had to actually sell our house to to, to afford to buy them all but it's it's been worth it because i've been able to really texture you know feel the texture and yeah they've all fit me so that's good you might um, get and there's gonna be the there's gonna be the calendar coming out as well isn't there oh me wearing all, 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 yeah. all of them yeah, yeah next, next year and a half. Yeah, it's going to be it's a, it's a twenty month calendar, <laughs> niche, very niche. But um, yeah, it's going to be good. Just and no bottoms, basically. I've been Donald ducking it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Did you see about that lad who um, found a load of old vintage football shirts at various jumble sales and charity shops? And you know, it's quite a, a trendy thing now, right, for the kids. Um, and he made so much money just buying them for like a quid at a jumble sale and then 
just I think I guess he stuck them on eBay and he got a bit of a following and was selling them all around the world for silly money. I bet. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I bet Keen Keen Pierce Shaw, former uh yes, PL guest. Love the vintage football top, yeah. Would love it, wouldn't he? And they are I I mean it's probably partly my age, but I feel like football kits are getting really good now. Yeah, they are. Getting good again. I feel like they're being a bit taking a few more risks and being and because they are trendy, they're kind of appealing to that younger audience. Yeah, Indeed. I think that the McKinnon manufacturers are really cottoned on that it can be a fashion accessory as well good, as just for the good fans. Pun. Good uh, good use of cotton there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's save this kit chat for kits kit episode. Yes. A, an episode right. dedicated to kits, um, which we'll be that. doing. This is all about West Brom. But first, we should talk a little bit about the changes that have happened in FPL world. Uh, uh, how are you guys feeling about the fact that Obama Yang is now a midfielder? It yeah. kind of blows my mind. Yeah, that that one's insane. It just, I, I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Doesn't he play as a lone striker quite a lot? Well, he often plays on the left of uh, the front three, but he drifts in a lot. It's like Omri used to many years ago. Um, and I, I think we probably will sell Lacazette this preseason, and yeah. he probably will end up playing as a lone striker, flanked by William and Pepe for most of the most of the next season with a bit of luck. So it's just a bizarre one. It just makes a really complicated decision where you've got Salah, Mane, KDB, Fernandez, and possibly, me- possibly Messi. <laughs> Possibly messy, yeah. yeah it's like, just so it, hard. It, I mean, but we're, we're recording this, and maybe Messi will have already signed for um, for Tottenham by then. <laughs> not not going to have happened, is it? Let's be honest. Stan Collymore posted a photo of Messi in a forest shirt, which I really like. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more likely to be Palace, isn't it? Because it's a very similar coloured kit, and he, you know, he needs to be comfortable. He doesn't want to lose his teammates. I've heard he's a big fan of Hodgson as well. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He wants yeah. to add to his game at this this stage, doesn't he? So. Yeah, and I think he, he wants he wants to play with Joe Ward. You know, that's been sort of <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll bring the best out of Benteke, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been waiting for. But no, it's, that is fascinating, isn't it? But um, there you go. But yeah, so many, so many positional changes, which I think have really thrown people into, I mean, into chaos. How many people are you tempted to go throw silly money at midfield and go? We spoke about it this time last year, pretty much as the season was a few weeks underway. Um, about the budget forwards, you could go for sort of six million, seven million forwards and just throw so much money into your midfield. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him in the next episode, but I think Mitrovic has got to be in most people's teams just for the yeah. fact he's six, six million. But and you've got Rashford at nine million as a midfielder. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and and Greenwood's a midfielder now as well, isn't it? Is, yeah. And a half, yeah. So it it really it really shakes things up. And when you've got Fernandez, when you've got KDB, when you've got Mane, when you've got Salah, when you've got potentially Messi, when you've got Aubameyang, it is really tough. That midfield is. Have you? Very I've, tricky. I've gone through a few periods of FPL previously where I've overloaded my midfield, and it rarely pays off. I don't know why it feels like they all sort of take it in turns to have a run of of a few games. Yeah, and then I guess in the last few seasons it's all been about defence, isn't it? So it kind of I don't know. I think maybe this season is all about getting probably a core three midfielders 
maybe too expensive one budget yeah or not budget but like a seven million and then that's your like fixed midfield and then you kind of madison yeah madison exactly and you kind of work you work around that basically but the game week one thing screwed it hasn't it yeah totally it's uh, as we said last episode it's um yeah yeah, not having city or united not having manchester in the first uh yeah the first game week screws us over yeah but it makes for an intro. I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, week two wild cards that will, you know, an early wild card might be on the cards. Yeah. Cards. And how, so how are you feeling about the Bromwich of the West? How did your research go? I mean, look, I, I, I've been dealt a bit of a duff team here. I'll be honest. It's a, for FPL you terms. Straws as well, by the way. It's worth it. <laughs> we did draw straws indeed. And, and I, I, I I have to say I'm not really feeling too confident about any of the West Brom options. So that being said, I think probably just snap them all up because I'm terrible at predicting these things. <laughs> now the, the the obvious look is Matias Pereira, the Brazilian. Yeah. So a um, couple of key stats for him: created 116 chances last season, which was the most in the league. He was involved in 24 goals, uh, so he scored eight and got 16 assists. He is their go-to uh, free kick taker and he made his loan move from Sporting Lisbon permanent this summer. For me at the moment, I think he's like the only real FPL option uh, for them and it seems that the FPL uh, community agree. So at the moment, he is the most selected West Brom player with 5.6% of teams vouching for the Brazilian. Um, and So at 6 million, I don't know, maybe he's a good option up front. He's a, a potentially good backup, but uh, their f- starting fixtures are Leicester at home, Everton yeah. away, Chelsea at home, Southampton away, Burnley at home. Uh, so not an easy run in, not a terrible run in, but it's not easy. Uh, so they, I, I, for me, I would keep an eye on him in particular and yeah. see where you go. But there's no Pookie or Lundstrom in this team. Uh, well, what about Champagne Charlie Austin? So Charlie Austin, uh, so so Charlie Austin and um, Hal Robson Carnu were their top goal scorers last season with ten goals apiece. Yeah. Um, Austin only started eighteen games, right? So he is, um, as I'm going to refer to him, a, a, Bel- a Billich Baggies bench warmer, right? <laughs> so he, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure he will play that that often. Charlie Austin, he's, you know, I think he's in his early 30s 33 34 35 something like that four penalties from him though so that's an interesting thing um and how robson Carnu, he's early 30s i think he's 31 i'm i'm not convinced that either of those players are going to score many west brom desperately need like goals basically i mean it's interesting because they did score the the second i think they scored 77 last season which was their kind of which is the same as leeds I believe, um, or second to Leeds, or something like that. So it was it was decent, but they were really spread out across the across the uh, across the team. Did um, um, did you see they've been linked heavily with Rian Brewster of Liverpool as a loan move? Yeah, um, and I know he's very highly regarded by Liverpool um, as a club. So he and he's four point five million. I've seen a lot of draft teams with him in it in the kind of expectation if he does go somewhere like West Brom you're getting a starting every week striker 4.5 million who has potential to score a lot of goals yeah. if, 
Yeah, so they're linked with him, they're linked with Shane Duffy, and they're linked with Christopher Ager, who is the Norwegian uh, wonder kid over at Celtic, although he's probably not a kid anymore, he's in his early 20s, but uh, he's a centre-back, well, sometimes plays as a left-back, but um, he, uh, if they get him, uh, he's not one to provide many assists, so uh, he's probably not someone to really look at. And actually, they're not, they're not really, their they're defence, it's an interesting one. They've got like a couple of all right players. So there's Semi Ajayi, who is 5 million and he scored five goals last season. So pretty, pretty decent. Same as Van Dijk. Um, regular starter as well. I think he started, I think he only didn't start like four games or something. Um, Historically, they defend quite well, don't they? Yeah, they do. And they've got Sam Johnston is their goalkeeper, who, for me, he's probably going to be my backup keeper, actually. So he's 4.5 million. And last season, 111 saves, uh, which I think was was really high, and 14 clean sheets. Uh, I think he used to play for United. So he's, you know, possibly a good backup keeper. How much do you say he was? 4.5. 4.5. Okay. So, yeah, you know, a classic backup there, but he's, it's going to be tough. I'm not sure. Like, so their, their assists came from Jangana, who is now back at West Ham. Right. Uh, he was on loan. And Phillips got, they both got six assists last season. So, they're not loads of assists there. It's, you know, again, it's very much spread out across the team. So, they're a good team. You know, a good solid team, but as an FPL option, there's really not many players there. And then, of exactly. course, very sadly, Gareth Barry or Gary Barry has yeah. announced his retirement today uh, as, as we're recording this. So, um, yeah, I mean, the handsome legend, uh, 653 Premier League appearances, which is a record, and 119 yellow cards, which is also a record. It's <laughs> not bad for a 53-year-old, is it? Yeah, and he scored England's 2,000th goal. So yeah, very, very impressive career for Gary Barry. Yeah, so solid, um, solid player, aren't they? Salute, salute to old Gary. Yeah. Um, so uh, have you two got any West Brom players in your team at the moment? I've got Charlie Austin um, at the moment. He was a good sort of budget option for me, but I'm not sure if I'll stick with him. Having done that research uh, for this for this stuff, uh, yeah, um, he, he's not leaping out to me but he is good you know he's cheap so that's mm. helpful I, I haven't I'm sort of I'm toying with Pereira he's I basically got a Saka in my squad who's 5.5 and I don't think I want to start the season with him in there so I'm thinking if I can free up 5, 0.5 million I could upgrade to Pereira but I don't know it's always a risk always like new Brent clubs always like to give a few weeks just to see who settles into it yeah, um, but you do miss out on maybe getting the value of the price rises that way. Yeah, Charlie Austin. I was looking at his stats, and in 2014, 2015, great. I mean, great season he had. He got uh, 176 points, scored 18 goals, and got eight assists. Where was that? Was he Southampton then? Yeah. Yeah. Great season. Or was he QPR? No, that would have been his, yeah, QPR, he was there. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be, I think it, I just, it just feels like the sort of team where there might be a defender that stands out. 
that gets the, the odd bonus point and the odd clean sheet, or maybe like you say, a goalkeeper. Like, it's hard to think, even though I've got Charlie Austin, but yeah, that's just a, a sitting on the bench forward, I think, for me. Yeah, we'll have a look at a J. He is five five mil rather than four point five, but five goals is pretty good. But mm. I, yeah, I mean, I will say he, he didn't get any assists, and that's obviously one thing that the last few seasons have really been for for defenders is all the assists. So um, yeah, it's it's sad to say, but I don't think West Brom. I I, I think they I think they might stay up. I think they're a decent side, but FPL wise, then they're not any options for me. And do you know why the why the Bromwich of the West are called the Baggies? Oh no, I don't. Did they invent the plastic bag? <laughs> no, there's there's a. I mean, the the kind of the the common link that people make is when they were one of the first teams to have baggy shorts, but that isn't actually the reason they got that name. So it's. Um, it's quite a long story, but I'll try and trim it down slightly. But basically, um, they in their first 22 years, they were based at five different grounds. And then when they set up at the Hawthorns, um, they had uh, two entrances, one behind each goal. And on match days, the goal, the gatekeepers sorry, would gather up the take-ins at each end and then be escorted by a policeman um, along the side of the pitch, the centre line, where there was a small office under the stand and the gate money, mostly in pennies, amounted to a considerable sum and was carried in large cloth bags. Yeah. It wasn't long before the crowd started shouting, here come the bag men, at their appearance in front of the main stand. And this developed into the chant of, here come the baggies, giving the team its unofficial nickname. Okay, I think we should call them the bag men all season now. Okay, so here come the bag men with bags of money. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, the bag men. Bag men. Actually, interesting. Do you know what their um, original nickname was? No. For West Brom, they were originally nicknamed the Throstles. Which is a a beautiful word, I'm sure. Yeah, which uh, is the old-fashioned term for a song thrush, which features on their crest sitting on a hawthorn branch. Ah, lovely. Yeah, apparently it was a a popular popular expression in the 14th century (laughs) used by Chaucer in his uh, novel Parliament of Fowls. So there you go. That's my little Stephen Fry impersonation for this week. I would imagine a lot of West Brom fans are big Chaucer fans as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I imagine they are. I wonder if any of them have that tattooed because the throstles. I'd, I'd go for that obscure, you know, die-hard West Brom fan. There must be a few, mustn't there? I've, I've got to say, a throstle sounds like it might be some kind of sex thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did did yeah. you did you throstle her? No, she wasn't up for any <laughs> throstling. Yeah, yeah. Mostly uh, think of the uh, German band Throbbing Gristle. Oh dear. yeah. Also, another little interesting fact about West Brom. Next season, um, the Hawthorns will be the highest of... Well, actually, apparently the Hawthorns is the highest of all 92 Premier League and Football League grounds at 551 feet above sea level. <laughs> so, yeah, any... Uh, you know, if England have any friendlies against Ecuador or anything, they'd be wise <laughs> to call up a few baggies players to... High altitude <laughs> training at the, uh, at the Hawthorns. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and of course, uh, long-term listeners of this show will know that 
our favourite mascot of all time is Colin the Cobby Boiler, who is still a mascot at Dawn. Yeah. So they are sponsored by Ideal Boilers, which if you have, if you don't know anything about Ideal Boilers, they had a great um, uh, advertising campaign involving Blue, the boy band Blue. Did they? Yeah, you should check okay. out. They, I, I think it's Blue. Yeah, they they sung um, uh, one of their popular their songs, but with Boilers like instead. Ah, right. Because, uh, yeah, that we, I mean, obviously the mascots have gone, haven't they? It's, you know, we all miss the fans being in the ground, but mainly we miss the mascots. That's yeah. The bit that's really lacking. It, um, it's sad. I think yeah. um, Arsenal probably made, made ours redundant along with a load of other stuff. Who was yours? Uh, well, they're going to saw us. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal, uh, yeah, as, I don't know if you saw in the news a few weeks ago, Arsenal in light of, um, sort of mulling over offering a Bamiyang a 250,000, 300,000 pound a week, uh, contracts, uh, made 55 members of staff redundant because it was essential for the future of the business, which was a bit of a, Okay. Uh, contradictory message to the fans didn't go didn't go down very well that poor old Janice and the ticket office is uh, yeah basically probably worth about 15 minutes of Messi's wage uh, and was Gunnosaurus was Gunnosaurus made redundant then he wasn't announced as a redundancy but yeah, it's hard getting work as a mascot at the moment I imagine yeah I, you know what I think they could they should have kept hold of Jack Wilshere and he could have played Gunnosaurus he's <laughs> too short also mm. uh, yeah he needs to be a, be able to stay upright for ninety minutes, which is a challenge for Jack. Bush. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But is it would have been training for him, I guess. Yeah, is he still at West Ham, Jack Wilshere? Oh yeah, that's yeah. where all good, that's all good all good players go to yeah. die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's only come to fit the new boiler. <laughs> It's easy to fall. <laughs> That's amazing. Especially the ideal Vogue Max. With its huge 12-year warranty and money-saving A-standard efficiency rating, it's sure to melt your heart. Discover that warm feeling it gives you. Find the one you love at Ideal Boilers. Wow, they didn't even get much of an appearance, did they? I know. I think maybe on TV they get more. I mean, it's a good sync. It's, you know, they get... Is Get that, that Duncan, Duncan from Blue narrating it as well? Yeah, narrating it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stop and you get a free that. ideal boiler, that'll save you a few few quid as well. Yeah. It's a good deal for Blue. It's a beaut. Well, that ends the West Brom episode. So I think, yeah, in, in summary, avoid West Brom players, but maybe keep an eye out on Pereira and Ajay and Sam Johnson in between the sticks. But otherwise, that is a team to avoid. They're, they're just not, not enough goals, not enough assists. It's all too spread out across the team. So, um, yeah, our tip is don't go there, girlfriend. Wise <laughs> words. So we'll be back in a few days' time with the final episode of our warm-up editions with the final promoted team the mighty fulham who won in the playoffs of course against the bees brentford in the west london derby back yeah they're back in action scotty parker probably now he would be my most handsome manager in the league i'd say scott parker 
Roy Hodgson. Yeah. I think <laughs> aside from Roy Hudson, that goes without saying. Oh, <laughs> well, Mikel Arteta's a bit of a dish, isn't he? Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of handsome managers. But... Yeah. Frankie, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite an attractive season actually. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's a sexy one. All right, <laughs> all right. We'll leave you with that thought. Let us know who your most sexy manager is. Join the fantasy football hangover FPL league using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. All right. See you next time. Cheerio. See you next time. Bye. 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 Please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get crossed.